What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from beautiful Midtown Studios, downtown Bakersfield. I am your host, Matt, along with me is my co-host, Daniel. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. The hot chocolate is brewing. The lights are all hung. The buble music is on. It's Christmas time, man. Yeah, yeah. I love Christmas time, man. I love Christmas, too. I love love giving presents. I'm not going to lie. I love getting presents. I just, I love all of it, but... But the scripture that we're going to be going over today is by far and away one of my favorites. And I will we'll explain to it as we unpack it today. Uh, you know, we we kind of think about this particular scripture once a year, it would seem. But it's full of stuff that's so good yeah. for like all year, every single day. And so let's go right into it. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. I'm reading out of the NIV. Uh, it says in the sh- there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. <laughs> I love this so much. They were I would be too, man. right. Everybody's always like, "Oh man, I want to see, see an angel. I want to see an angel." And then like this story, you're like, "They're terrified." <laughs> yeah, they're always terrified when angels show up. And one of these times, we need to just we need to take some scriptural stuff and talk about angels cuz like yeah. it's yeah. some angels that you that that you're like, "Oh no, they don't look like Michelangelo's paintings." Like they don't <laughs> No, man, they got like, like 12 eyes babies. and six they're wings not the and babies with the wings. <laughs> I, I I mean, that's the kind of angels that I, I want to know, man. <laughs> so, so they're out here, and, and the angel shows up, and, and, the, and they're terrified, and the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests when the angels had left them they uh, and gone to uh, heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about I love this story so much the birth of a savior the one who's going to set us free but there's some things that specifically stick out to me in this story um uh, first of all i always laugh every single time i see that the shepherds were terrified and it's always funny because you know the angels response and and then jesus does this too a few times like there's one there's one account and you know after jesus has has uh, been resurrected where he like just appears through a door and he's like and 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 he's like don't be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you just walked through a door. I'm afraid. Like, I'm scared. What, what's happening? But but this this idea of good news filled with great joy for all people. Now, a lot of people think that we celebrate Christmas um, uh, around this time of year because this was, in fact, Jesus's, you know, birthday. This was kind of the time and, and, and such when it happened. It's not necessarily correct. Um, because We know that because the shepherds were watching over their flocks by night. So they were, they were staying with the flocks overnight out in the fields. And so it was probably lambing season. There was probably babies out there. And what that means is it wasn't the winter time. More than likely it was, it was around springtime that this happened. But what Christians decided to do back in the day was they moved the celebration of the birth of Christ 
to the winter time uh, to counter uh, the winter solstice celebrations that would that would happen and and, and, and other like kind of pagan holidays and stuff and, and so the Christians were like well let's let's do this here and we'll celebrate the birth of Jesus here at this time but but that's just some history yeah. of the Christmas season. But Daniel what's the first thing that comes to mind when you, know you read what, this? Man, I I actually when I was starting to read this I I normally like just look at different versions yeah or translations of the scripture and so I jumped over to the Passion translation and um it hits a little different, man. TPT. Yeah, let me let me read this real quick, man, because I want to. I I thought it was just great too, man. But and the in the translation, passion or passion translation, it says that night in a field near Bethlehem, there were two shepherds watching over their flocks. Mm. Suddenly, <clears throat> an angel of the Lord appeared to, in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with blazing glory. Yeah, of God, and the shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, don't be afraid, for I've come to bring you good news, the, mo- the most joyous news the world has ever heard. Yeah. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer, and this is kind of my favorite part, this is what I want to point out. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. And then all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared. That's just crazy. All yeah. at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God, singing glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. When the choir of angels disappeared back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go, let's hurry and find the word. This is interesting, too. Let's go, let's hurry and find this word. Yeah. That's some significance right there. That is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. And so I love, I love the translation, uh, the Passion Translation, man, when it says, for today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born to you. Yeah. And we think of a savior, you know, that's kind of the, the more common term that's used, savior. Um, but when you think of rescuer, it kind of, it, it does something a little different. Right. Because uh, if you you need to be rescued, then that means you're dying. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. When yeah. I think of rescue, I think of you know lifeguard. You're you're in a pool. You're in, in a body of water, and you're drowning. Yeah. And you're you're needing to be rescued. Yeah. Um, and so when I think of rescue, it just kind of puts a little bit more impact on it. And so that's what I love. One of the things I love about the scripture is that um, it wasn't about just this baby that was getting sent to you know. Uh, Bethlehem it wasn't it, it was a he was a rescuer so much more deeper than what we think yeah that's so good man and 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 then the and then the idea um you know that that part at the end where it says let's go let's go find this word mm-hmm. you know we, we talk all the time uh, to people that we you know that you and I have conversations with or counsel with or whatever yeah. and we tell them you know God is different than than people which is the right. plainest thing that you could say to somebody, but we need reminding of that because we yeah. live on a planet full of people and people break promises all the time. And, and, you know, we refer to things that God says are going to happen as promises because for us, there's really no other word to describe right. something that is like, yeah, but when God promises something, we, we live around and amongst people that break promises all the time. So God doesn't really give promises. He gives you a word. Yeah. Like yeah. when I give you a word, yeah. 
it's it's done. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. And so I love that. Like, let's go find this yeah. word. Yeah. You know, that was that was shared with us. And I was reminded a little bit as you were reading when this, you know, vast number of glorious angels appeared. Yeah. <laughs> like they they didn't like you. They didn't see him fly in. They appeared. Yeah. I remember uh, in the Old Testament where uh, the prophet Elijah is is out and in and they're they're in the midst of a camp and his servant is with him and they're surrounded by an enemy and his servant is freaking out. His servant is like, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? We're gonna die, man. We're gonna be dead." And Elijah goes, "Don't worry. There are <laughs> again. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Uh, there are more with us than with them." That's what he said. And then he prays for God to remove the scales from his eyes. Right, yeah. And allow him to see. And God does that. God honors the prophet's words and he does that. And then the guy freaks out because he sees this vast number of angels and this army uh, from heaven surrounding the enemy that is surrounding them. And so I just, it makes me wonder like, man, it really does bring into perspective. It makes me think about like, all right, who's in the room right now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who's in the room right now? And I think that's uh, that's what kind of just... The scripture, man, it's just, it's so powerful because you get this picture of um, heaven and the angels just kind of just welcoming Jesus into into the earth, you know, because yeah. they know who he is. They know who, who the, the weight that he's carrying and they realize, they understand that it's not about fancy trees. It's not about catchy songs. It's not right. about nicely wrapped gifts because we know Jesus wasn't nicely wrapped either, you know, right. when he came. But they knew that it was about salvation. Like, like mm. it's finally here. Salvation has finally come. And this is something that the Jewish people were awaiting for years, many yes. years. They were awaiting a Messiah to, to come and, and bring freedom to them. And so this, this actually goes back. This was the Jesus from the Bible that had been prophesied thousands of times, you know, yeah. in, in the biblical text. And so... So this was so deep that that Jesus, when, when he came to earth, it was just this huge, like, just, hey, this welcoming of the angels is welcoming. I, I think it's just, it's a beautiful picture of, of who Christ is. And, yeah, like you said, this is, when we welcome into the room, like, this is today. Like, this is, yeah. the, the heavenly hosts are still worshiping him and praising him. Even now, every time we gather, every time we're in his presence, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not alone. We're just, we're just participating. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're participating in what, what beings have been doing and will continue to do for, for all of eternity. And when we're, when we're worshiping God and we're praising God, when we're taking a moment or some time uh, and we're prioritizing God, man, there are beings that prioritize God forever and always. That's what they do. And, and for me, the best part of this birth announcement uh, of Jesus is, is the, this promise, the word that's attached to it. Right. Because the angel could have said, look, man, I, I, I bring, I'm bringing you some news. It was a baby that was born. Um, you know, you, you have to go see for yourself what, what, what he's going to do. You know, I'm, I'm just an angel. I don't know. You know, he, but this angel was delivering a word from God specifically that said that this is good news. Hey, this promise is good news. And it's filled with great joy. And it's for all people. And the, the Passion Translation says it wonderfully as well, right? It's this, I bring you good news, uh, the most joyous news that the world has ever heard yeah. because of this rescuer. And the world doesn't know that they're drowning, right? right? Yeah. But this rescuer is born. And, and, and it's for everyone 
everywhere. Who's the gospel for? Everyone. Everyone. That's why it's good news. Mm-hmm. It's not just that you're that you are saved yeah. from 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 something. It's not that you're rescued from something that you need rescuing from. It's the fact that yeah, y- even you, even you can participate in this rescue. You have access to this rescue, and so yeah. it's good news. And I always I would go into um you know as I was coming up. In, in the church, uh, like 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 everybody knows, you know, our listeners know, I, I wasn't raised in church. My first experiences, you know, in church for like the, a lot of years, I noticed that a lot of people didn't smile in church. Yeah. Like church was meant to like you show up and you, you know, you're very you solemn look on your face and it's very serious and we're going to, we're going to sing. Now we're going to sing the worship song or now we're going to sing the praise song. And, 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 and it just was, there was no smiles. And, uh, and, and then I read this, I had my CSG moment years ago with this particular scripture, you know, and I read this and I was like, it's, it's good news. We should probably smile. Like we, <laughs> we, we should smile more because we're not only have we partaken of this good news, but like we get to share this good news. And if, if, if all you do, if you're going around telling people, if you're listening right now and you're going around telling people that you know the good news or you have the good news of Jesus Christ and you don't smile, like you're not filled with great joy, just like the promise said that Jesus would bring, man, don't 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 bring Jesus' name into that. <laughs> don't, don't bring Jesus' name into that. I'm not telling you to fake it till you make it either. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you have faith that Jesus is who he said he was, who God said he was, then you can smile. No matter the circumstances, don't determine our state of being, yeah, yeah. because we have good news with great joy. Yeah, and that and that's the power of the gospel, man. That's the power of the good yeah. news, is that once you get a hold of it, and once the Holy Spirit brings that revelation to you, you'll never be the same, man. You'll never be the same. So it, it kind of begs to ask the question: like, has has the Spirit got a hold of you? Has the gospel really got a hold of you? The realization of who Jesus is and what he's done for you because it's transforming. Yeah. And not just who Jesus is, but who, who you were, right? Yeah. Who you are, yeah. you know, producer Andy chime in, man. Uh, I just have a quick question for the both of you. Uh, just knowing that you both didn't, you know, grow up Christian or, you know, in your adult life, there was the time where you were in church and weren't in church or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. What was that first Christmas like for you? as a believer, as opposed to how it was different from when you weren't a believer. Yeah, yeah man. I don't know if you want to tackle that. I know, I know one thing. I, I'll share this, and then, Daniel, I'll let you kind of unpack yeah. your first Christmas um, experience that way. I didn't know what Advent meant. <laughs> All of a sudden, everybody was talking about Advent, and I was like, what? <laughs> Isn't it Christmas? You guys are saying the wrong word. I feel like you guys are using <laughs> – that's not the right word. The word is Christmas. And they were like, no, we have an Advent calendar. And then so, like, I had to go home and – Look up what the word Advent meant. <laughs> but what was what was your first you know, Christmas life after that? You know that? what, man, it's crazy because I I did grow up in in a <clears throat> in a Christian home and then um, walked away from the faith for for free a few years and came back to to Jesus in, in like my mid twenties. Mm. But prior to that, it was all about gifts, man. Yeah. Like to be honest, like I knew about Christmas and and what Christmas was, but. I didn't really have a realization of it. Yeah. It was all about gifts. It was all about the lights. It was all about the tree. Um, it was all about, you know, going and visiting family. Like, it never hit me at all of, of the true story and even the depth of what Christmas is mm. until, until um, 
I experienced life a little, experienced some, some darkness, came back to Jesus and realized, man, like this is the greatest gift. Like we don't need, like we don't need any of these gifts. We don't need a tree. We don't, like all we need is Jesus, you know, cause yeah. that's what this is about really. And so it, it really changed my perspective on, on who Jesus was after I came back to him. Um, and it, it made me just be more grateful for what we have and what God has given to us, yeah. you know? And if there's anything to give to other people, it's, it's not so much gifts. The gifts are nice, but man, it's just, it's love. It's his love, you know, and, and yeah. returning that to people as he's given it to us. Absolutely. I'll tell you, Andy, that, um, that my first Christmas after, you know, it was, would have been December 25th of 2000. Um, after I, you know, when I'd give my heart to Jesus of August of that year, a couple things that I noticed that happened, I'm an emotional dude anyway. It was an emotional season for me. Mm-hmm. Like it was it, like, it was way more emotional. Now there were always like, I can always be moved by, you know, uh, something that's compelling, whether that's the written word or music, or that's always kind of been me. If something is written very well, or it's a story is told, well, man, I'm like, I can be moved, but this was different. There was like a shift that had happened. And so like, the meanings of Christmas songs started to mean something. Like I remember, um, like you know, and listen. And there's going to be some people that might be upset when you hear that. That's fine, whatever. To me, growing up, the little drummer boy was the lamest Christmas song in the history of the planet. It still is. Okay. <laughs> it, it was like I was like, this is the lamest song. Why did why do why is this on here? And then like I had to watch like um, Bing Crosby and David Bowie sing it, you know, on, on like the Christmas special on VH1 and people don't know what VH1 is, but that's fine. It's whatever. Um, learn some history. Um, and we, we were watching this and I remember thinking back then, like, this is the dumbest song that, cause it was just like, you know, here, yeah. David Bowie is come. They told me and Bing Crosby was in the background going, bum, 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 bum. and I'm like, this is a stupid song. Yeah. And then I heard that song, December 25th. On this, on the, on, I think it was like, uh, what's the station with like, uh, it was like a slow jam station or whatever. Anyway, but they play Christmas music, like uh-huh. all of December. Right. And that song came on the radio and I listened to the words come. They told me yeah. a newborn King to see it was, that was the, that was Luke two. That was the proclamation. The angel said, Hey, come and check, come and check this out because unto you a child is born. And that's, that's a, pro, that's a prophecy from the book of Isaiah. Like, Oh my goodness. Like this is a fulfilled prophet. Like stuff just started clicking for me, and so I was I was very moved during that first uh, during that first Christmas season. And I think I am, uh, you know, every Christmas, you know, thereafter I was, you know, I always get a little. Yeah, mine's Oh Holy Night, man. Before <clears throat> that song was just a song, any Christmas song, mm-hmm. but now it's just like, man, you know, I want I want to cry when I listen to that song. I don't care if Mariah's singing it. Right. Aretha Franklin singing it, whoever's singing it. Well, if Mariah or Aretha sing it, <laughs> I, I cry anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but that song, man, it just has has a different meaning, just you know, of the savior, the rescuer who was born for us for yeah. freedom. When you realize, man, like God sent Jesus for us so we can experience freedom, so we can experience life to the fullest. It just it's so different, man. And so yeah. Yeah. That's a good song too. Just cause like, and I love that, you know, truly he taught us to love one another. And it makes me think about like teachers and students and like, 
there there were some students that just that that didn't pay attention or didn't learn or whatever. So like Jesus taught us a lot of stuff. Whether or not we choose to learn and apply, that's up to us. Right. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. That was a, a CSG <laughs> moment from Oh Holy Night. Uh, my favorite Christmas song is Last Christmas by George Michael. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll tell you, Winter Wonderland by Pentatonix is killer. But yeah. uh, but there's lots of good Christmas songs, man. They another, just are. Another question I have for you all. So you're both parents. Yes. How has Christmas changed for you as parents and also as married people? Yeah, I mean, we we get to read the Christmas story, um, you know, with the kiddos, which is cool. Um, we talk, we always talk about it with the kids, and and it's 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 crazy because you know not just Christmas time, but I I get to experience something every night. God reminds me of something and it's very funny because you know we don't wake up and and consider what rules we're going to break today or how we're going to fail in the areas that we're going to fail or whatever but we do we have our moments and we fail we're people just like everybody else right we all we all are we all are going to mess up at times and god gives me this little reminder these little reminders these two little knuckleheads that that at the end of the night before they go to bed they come and find me and they want me to pray for them because I pray for them every night. And so now it's become a thing where I don't have to go to their room because that's what I spent my time doing, right? I would go to their room and I would talk to them and tell them, you know, a story or whatever. And then I pray with them. Now these two are coming and finding me to pray for them before they go to bed. And so like, there's this legacy attached to, you know, the, not, not necessarily the season, but the reason, right? Like the, the promise is now I'm, a grown man looking at my children, looking at my wife, whose family is filled with, you know, pastors and, and preachers from way back. And I'm like, man, like God has grafted me into a legacy of faith. That is great. Like I would have never thought when I was growing up that there would be a legacy of faith in, you know, in my family, in my, in my, in my line, if you will. Um, and so that's, that's been really cool. And there's nothing cooler than seeing your kids respond to, you know, to Christmas and the Christmas tree going up and, and even celebrating things. Like I see my kids worship or I'll see my kids get, they'll tell me a story because they were moved with compassion in school or whatever the case may be. And it's just really, it's really neat to see. Yeah, I was actually, um, a little bit, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I was a little bit on the extreme side Um, (laughs) (coughs) for real. Like I hated consumer, consumer Christmas. Like, that was probably my big thing. And my goal (laughs) was to teach my kids that it is not about gifts. It is not about this. Like, I was actually one of those parents, like, I didn't even want a tree. I didn't want a tree. I didn't want, like, all this, these decorations. Like, I didn't want. That's (laughs) pagan. Yeah. We're not worshiping the trees. I was, like, fixed on this, like, you know what? Like, you guys are going to know what this is about. It's not about that. It's about Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is the reason for the season. (laughs) Like, that was my mentality, which I'm not saying that's, that's a horribly bad thing, but. Um, that was me like the first couple of years of, of like coming back to Christ sure. and like, just wanting to like give him all the glory. And so I, I kind of eased up my wife kind of like, you know, babe, you're going to take that out. Like for real, like Santa Claus probably hated me, bro. Cause I was, a, I was, a I was a St. Nick hater. Like I'll, I'll tell my kids five years old, Santa is not real. But anyways, um, so, <laughs> so I had to like, I had to ease up a little bit, um, and and realize like you know what man like um, I take I really do take you know uh, initiation with my family and teaching my kids and and even like my nieces and nephews um, the reason for the season like the story of of Christmas and Jesus but 
but I've kind of let up a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> all right, like we all know what this is about, you know, like we know, like we're going to have fun with it and it's okay. But, um, but I was one of those, those like <laughs> hammer, hammer to, <laughs> I mean, the there's, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so much there. It's a, first of all, it's hey. okay. <laughs> you know, I think you're safe. Cause you know, I'm sorry, listeners, but Santa's not real spoiler alert, <laughs> oh, but, um, so I think you're safe from him. You said Santa hated me because <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The dude that they said was Satan. He's been dead for a long time. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but <laughs> but there was there was so much going on in that story. I'm telling you, bro. I was uh, I was shooting from the hip right there. <laughs> I and I brought up some dark memories for Dave. <laughs> I know, man. I think I need some therapy after this. Some counseling. Uh, it was no, so but, good. But you know what? I I um I come to this. I came to this realization, man. That um. The culture is the culture, you know, yeah. and the culture is ever changing, but the word of God never changes and the story never changes. And, and my kids know that they know they know what Christmas is all about. And yeah. they, they have they've never lost focus of what that is because we've instilled that in them. So that was my goal, man, is to instill um, Christmas, the Christmas story in them yeah. you know, from a very young age. And so but. Yeah, it's always been funny though. And I I love that man. And and I'll be honest with you, my, our kids, um, we have we have a couple of rules in our house. And one of the rules in our house is, uh, you do not lie. Mm. Like that goes for anybody in the house. It doesn't matter if the truth is going to hurt. It doesn't matter if it's going to be weird or whatever. Like do just do not lie. Because if you lie, we uh, first of all, I'm pretty positive that my wife is a human lie detector. Like she just operates yeah. somewhere where God just whispers no. <laughs> he's lying <laughs> like this is somebody something is telling her you know whenever a lie is told or whatever but it's, it's crazy uh, and I and I grew up recognizing kind of charlatans and stuff because I grew up around when you know when you grow up <laughs> where I grew up you kind of can see that stuff but um my children asked us when they were like Karis was in TK so she was like she was five Tony was I think that time three going on four and Kara said is Santa real <sighs> well and so we sat down we had already explained like she knew Christmas Jesus was born and all that right and and we still reiterate that but we told her you know uh, it's fun to have a character that we can pretend you know, it's, isn't it fun to pretend to this and this? And, and she like, she would dress up like princess. She wanted to be a princess, all this stuff. And so we would tell her all that stuff. And I said, now, do you understand what we're saying? She goes, yeah. And she's five. And she's like, I didn't think it was real. I just wanted to know, <laughs> you know, like what well, that was her attitude about it. And I was like, okay, cool. Here's the deal. Now that you guys know this, don't be those kids in school that don't be jerks about it. Like, don't get in arguments. Santa's not real. And don't, I don't want you to come home and get letters from parents and from the school. Like they, they were making all of the children cry because of this, because that's not why we told that, you know, that's not why we said that, you know, she was at, she asked us a question. So we told her, and as it pertains to the gifts side of thing, uh, things, um, you know, I, I, love giving gifts. I grew up in that, in, in that, I think in that house too, where like my mom really loved giving gifts. Like my mom is that person. And so my mom will buy a gift. If she knows that you set foot in our house, one year we had 12 people living in our house. My mama bought something for every single person in that house. Cause that's who she is. 
That's who she is. Um, and, you know, and, and it might be like a shirt or, you know, or a gift card for this or whatever, but like, that's who she is. Right. And so the way that we explain that to the kids too, is like, look, man, don't go around begging for presents. First of all, that's not what this is about. Y'all already know that. But the idea of generosity is good. And so if you want to give a gift because you are feeling like you want to be generous to this person or to that person, be generous. That's good. Generosity is a good thing. Right. And understand that God has blessed you to be able to be generous. Right. right? And so, yeah, those are. I, I just got beef with Santa because I bought them presents. Bro. <laughs> like, we're telling these kids, Daniel, you know what I'm you saying? You have to stop talking about Santa. <laughs> I'm like, I bought that for you. He did it. From Santa. Yeah. No, it's not. It ain't from not. Santa. I bought That's that. from daddy. That's from me. Your mama didn't oh. even want you to have that. that I bought that for that you. That dude's taking all the credit, bro. I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> I don't think Santa did anything to attack you personally. I don't think so. But I mean, what did you ask for for Christmas when you were little that you didn't get? He's like that dude from that movie, that that movie, the Santa Claus, where like he didn't get the Oscar Mayer weenie whistle when he was little. So now he didn't believe in Santa. (laughs) I don't believe in Santa because of this beef and chicken. (laughs) It's just man. It's just just upset at the Santa, but it's, it's good, man. It's good to laugh and to have a, a, you know, a good time during the season. It's good news filled with great joy. And it's for all people, you know, we don't get to pick and choose who we share this with, who we share this yeah. good news filled with great Absolutely. joy with, man. Everybody needs a rescuer. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's, these are the, those are the like three big things for me, you know, in this episode where, where the you know, smile and circumstances are not going to determine your state of being. And we don't get to pick and choose who this is for. This is for everybody everywhere. I love also, man, if we have some time, um, I love this whole idea of Jesus being born in a trough. Mm-hmm. Um, it stands out because they didn't find him in a palace. They didn't find him in, a, in this beautiful garden. They didn't find him in this you know, decorated place. Um, people weren't praising. There was a bunch of people praising him. The angels were, but the people, he wasn't around people that were praising him yeah. as he entered into the earth. Yeah. Um, and none of those, he was running. Him, his parents were running from people that wanted to kill him, yeah. kill the baby. Um, there was nothing glorious about that, that we mm. see here on earth. But it wasn't about what it looked like. It right. was all about the spiritual freedom that we experienced. Yes. It was, it was all about an internal kingdom that, that he was bringing to earth, man. And, and when I think about that, that's what the angels saw. That's what that's what you see in the spirit when Jesus was born. You see, you see the spiritual, you know, implications of of what that was all about. Yeah. Um. And so it just begs the question, like, what does that mean for us? Because we're very, um, we want to see. You know, we want to see what it looks like. Yeah. And if it looks this, if it looks grandeur and it looks nice and it looks polished and it, that's that must be good. But but I believe that this story shows us that it doesn't look good all the time. Right. But it can be beautiful and it is beautiful. Yeah. And that's the gospel is that you come to him and you're not beautiful yet, you know? He yeah. makes us beautiful because yeah. it's what he does within our hearts. Yeah, and from the perspective of heaven, you know, mm-hmm. what Christmas would, would mean in that moment, because from eternity to eternity Christ has existed. Yep. You know, God, the father looked over and said, let us make man in our image. The, you know, John says in the beginning was the word and the word was, you know, with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
Luke chapter two says, let us go see this word that was, that was born. And so what I consider is from a perspective of heaven, from a perspective of God, the father, the moment that Jesus, you know, um, came into this world. I, I think about what it was before Jesus was conceived of the Holy spirit to Mary. When Jesus looks back at his father, as he's walking through the halls of eternity and he says, I'm come, I'm going to be, I'm going to be right back, but I'm not going to be alone. I'm bringing I'm bringing people with me right. when I come back. That I'm going to I'm going to be a rescuer, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to be alone when I come back. And so, so people, it's good news. Yeah. It's 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 filled with great joy, and it's for everybody everywhere. And that's all the time that we have on this episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure that you check us out on social media on YouTube. Hit the bell for notifications. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Yeah. Go love like Jesus. <laughs>